H.C. Wow, February season six. Go, Dave. Hi, and thank you for listening to High Tea with Old Waver, otherwise known as H.T. Wow. It features me, Dave Lane. I am the Old Waver. And uh, with me is my friend, Toby Pipes. He's the high tea part. Hello. Say more than that. Hello. Thank you, Dave. You are about to listen to episode 67 of what we call the proper pod. But I want to also bring your attention to a little something we call HTWOW After Dark. It is the subscription-only podcast that you can only get by subscribing. It's so fantastic. It's the drunken after party of this podcast. It is twice the number of jams, less talking, but more booze. And so uh, only our best friends on the internet get to listen to this exclusive podcast, and you can be one of them for as little as $5 a month. For less than a latte, you can get the After Dark podcast featuring us Mm -hmm. and a lot of cool stuff that uh, you you might not ever find without our help. We curate your musical life here on HTWOW. So please... Sign up for the After Dark podcast by going to oldwaver.com and clicking on premium, or you can look us up on Patreon. Uh, just type in HTWOW, and you can sign up and get merch and become members of the very exclusive After Dark Club. Get a shirt. I mean, maybe. Get a mug. Sure, you can buy merch. Get a scarf. You know what I mean? I mean, they look Yeah, there's good. lots of stuff. There's lots of there are more reasons than we can possibly list right now. My daughter's favorite hoodie is an HTWOW hoodie and I always feel slightly weird when she wears it to school. I mean, it's the top of a beer can. Or a a soda can. It could be soda. Is it? No. Yeah, it's not. Funtime Pod next. If you were like a record rep, would that be your thing you'd say in the meeting? Like, this is the new tennis album has been delivered. And you're like, I like all the parts and how they're weaved together. Uh, Is that what you would say? It's a sonic tapestry (laughs) that's uncompromising. No, it's good though. I really, uh, I dig the sound of this record. It's very kind of, um, it's not quite sleazy, you know what I mean? But it's a little skanky. There's a little carpet on the walls. Girl, all I ever want. 
Seventh episode of High Tea with Old Waver. If you're counting, it's the February 2023 episode. But that's less important. Because it's going to be March before we get this bitch out anyway. Beginning of the year is tough. Feels like we're always playing catch up. You know what I'm saying? January after dark is done. We're gonna have to put Wait. that out tomorrow. Well, I'm doing it. Okay. We of course are listening to the greatness of Depeche Mode because they have new stuff out and a new tour happening. Despite the loss of Andy Fletcher, we'll talk more about that later. And this, of course, is Enjoy the Silence from Violator. Perhaps their greatest album. I mean, Music for the Masses would have something to say about it. Black Celebration would have something to say about it. It's a tough one. But it's a good one, and it's also our HTWOW Album of the Month. So you can win you a brand new sealed copy. I don't know if it's a special repressing or what, because I haven't uh, had a chance to reach out to our vinyl sponsor and confirm. But, of course, he can get a copy of Depeche Mode Violator. Yeah, that's no problem. And so if you would like to win a copy from our vinyl sponsor, Positive Spin Records, positivespin.com, positive with a Z. Mm-hmm. Then go to positivespin.com, and at the top there's a banner that tells you you can win the HTL Album of the Month, and all you got to do is give them an email address, and you have surprisingly good odds to win. People really do win. Yes, all the MTV. time. On TV. Yes, and last month we gave away a uh, 30th anniversary copy of The Cure Wish. I mean, we give away good stuff. It's good stuff. Good 
stuff, bro. I mean, if you hate us and hate the music we play, at least the stuff we give away is good. Yeah, that's true. Um, and HTWOW, if you've not joined us before, is a podcast, first and foremost. It's also a song swap and a beer swap. So uh, I bring a couple of jams, and Toby brings a couple of jams, and we play them, and we talk about stuff. And uh, then we also get a little tanked while we do it. We have a beer sponsor, which is uh, Good Friend Package over in East Dallas. They are at 1155 PV Avenue. Um, but as I am on a uh, very restrictive New Year, New You diet, mm-hmm. um, I can't drink beer right now. So I am drinking a canned cocktail. What are you drinking there? I heard it open at the beginning. Can you see that? Yeah, that's a black cherry. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Canteen brand black cherry vodka soda. Man, that's fancy. Yeah, and I have a ranch water for later in the episode. So, Man. sorry. Yeah, we're remote. This is a uh, a remote presentation of HTWOW. It's all right. We've kind of got it figured out. Yeah, but I mean, our, our chemistry is so good and so natural that you can't even tell that we are halfway across the state from one another. I know. But it is... I, it I am is, in the... When we're together, though, pants off, it's different. It is different. It, it There's more sexual tension. Yeah, when you're full-on viewing genitalia, it makes things closer. Yes. Um, but yeah, I am in Dallas... T is in College Station. Yeah. And uh, we're glad that you're with us. We have new listeners all the time. Um, Primarily because, uh, you know, people write us good reviews and uh, people find us just, you know, by word of mouth. But also, you know, I'm kind of regionally famous now. You certainly are. Because I am on the ticket. And so... Sometimes people find out that I have a podcast and they're like, you know what? I'll see what Dave has when he's not on the air. And then generally they listen once and they have their curiosity sated and Mm -hmm. they never come back. But if you are a return listener, we thank you. We appreciate you. And we have good stories today. Um, We have the return of Chili Bowl. Uh, so I can, uh, you, you had to miss, so I can bring you up to speed, Toby, on what happened Super Bowl Sunday with our chili cook-off. I was there. Oh, that's right. You were there. Oh my God. You just completely forgot I was there? I was thinking about your genitalia (laughs) and I got distracted. No, I have missed something recently. I forgot what it was. Yeah, you did miss something and I can't remember what it was. You know who missed Chili Ballot was Taylor and Katie. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, and they were one block away. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, they they had no excuse. They had no excuse. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, also, T, not sure how you strung this together, but later on we'll have to hear about how you were actually in a crew on a float at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. On the biggest float. The biggest float. We're Bacchus. We're the we're the head mamas. All right. Um, and then we also need to, uh, while we're talking about our 
our crushes in Depeche mode, we also need to mention the fact that uh, New Order has a big show coming up in Dallas. They're doing a little Texas swing. And so uh, want to uh, make mention of that and also make mention of the fact that um, I have a little uh, preview show coming up on the ticket. Um, so mm-hmm. if you hear if you hear this before the New Order show takes place, then uh, that's going to be relevant to you. If not, then you can just fast forward through that part. Yeah, just disregard that bit. But uh, we do have all new jams tonight. Um, I have a couple of jams and you have a mystery jam and you're going to play the new Depeche Mode jam to close us out. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, we both had a thing about that. It could have gone either way. Uh, yeah, we, we, we each... kind of, I kind of, uh, I kind of passive aggressively made you play it. I have no problem with it. I really, um, I liked the last Depeche Mode record. Spirit? Yeah, but this is, um, I can't wait to hear the whole thing. It's, um, it's catchy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, Martin Gore brings out his, uh, his, what does he play? A, a uh, Rickenbacker? No, usually he plays one of those big old, uh, Gretsch, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, Gretsch. Okay, yeah. So he's, he's brought out the guitar once again. And, uh, it kind of makes sense that we played Violator mm-hmm. and we're giving away Violator to, uh, begin the show because, that's kind of, uh, I think, the the touchstone for the new record. They were yeah. trying to kind of recapture the energy and sound of, of that uh, Violator record. Yeah, I would like to know when he um, first was picking up the guitar. Like, I don't remember it on Black Celebration. Surely there's somewhere in Music for the Masses. I know he did play it on the uh, Route 66 stuff. Yeah, I think there's a little bit on Music for the Masses, but definitely it was a major element on Violator. He never came out with a guitar during the on concerts. Tour. Yeah, Like yeah. with Music for the Masses and stuff. I don't remember that, but I remember in Violator he had like that mint green Gretsch Gibson looking guitar. Mm-hmm. And he'd come out to the front, and we were like, "Oh, look at him! Look at him with look his painted him. fingernails." Knowing how to play, he chords. learned. He learned how to play guitar. Knows how to play chords. Guitar's as big as him. I swear. <laughs> Cute as a button. yeah. I mean, yeah. No one, no one is going to uh, confuse Martin Gore with uh, one of the legendary shredders in rock history. But I don't think he would want to be compared to that. I think you no. would be totally fine with not being, um, with being on a stage with like Clapton, right? And they yeah, like but... toss, toss it over to Martin. He's like, "No, I'm okay, sing." Strum. Yeah, don't. He's just hitting one string. Don't ding, go ding, there, down. <laughs> I'm pretty good, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's as far as I got. Yeah, still good though. Still good. Writing okay. hits. So we will get more into Depeche Mode later, but let's go ahead and kick it off with jam number one. Jam number one. And this is one that uh, when I told you I was going to play it, you were confused because you thought you had already played it, mm-hmm. but you had not. 
And it is uh, a brand new jam from the band called Tennis, mm-hmm. a husband and wife duo who are based in Colorado, right? Denver? I didn't know that. I didn't know they were from Colorado. Hmm. I mean, I guess they can be. They seems like it. Well, we recently talked about them in another context because they were they produced somebody's record. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're from Denver. Sweet. Yeah. They so, just walk uh, down the street and get weed. Yeah. I mean, they can have it delivered right to their studio. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen to you at some point, Dave. One day. One day you're going to be able to just walk down to Greenville Avenue and get yourself a big old sack. <laughs> well, they just put out their sixth full-length record. Mm-hmm. It's called Pollen. And um, I really like it. it I've never been a huge fan of theirs, but um, this latest record, if you know us and you've listened to the pod much at all, you know that we really like uh, daytime disco and uh, yacht rock. And uh, this kind of hits both of those. It's uh, called Let's Make a Mistake Tonight. I love that title. I mean, it's how I feel. Whenever we're together, Toby. I know. I always feel like we're about to make a huge mistake. But then, when we wake up, was it was it a mistake? When I wake up, then I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. What do you think of that song? Is that something that's like an absolute beating for you? Yeah. Okay. I would. I would give. I would give, eighteen hours off the end of my life to never hear that song again. Wow, I've never thought about that. That's a okay. Eighteen hours, so a like not little, a full day. A little bit not more than half a day. You would, yeah. You'd pretty much give more than half a day off to make sure. No, I mean not if I'm going to die tomorrow. Oh. But assuming you know that I have years and years, maybe even decades left, then yeah, um, I would. I would very much like to never hear the Proclaimers again. Well, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. But let, let's not dwell on that song. Let's oh, play uh, the tennis. Oh, jam. let's play the tennis song. Okay, so not the it's proclaimers. A hot one. No. Okay. Please don't play that. Okay, let's play this tennis jam. Do you kind of feel like this is another name of a band? Like, how did I miss out on this? Like, should I just name a band called Soccer? Well, there's Soccer Mommy. Yeah, but there's not a band just called, like, Badminton. Is there? I don't know, but there should be. I kind of like Badminton. Yeah. It's kind of like, and then all you do is, like, bad finger covers. Eh, you lost me. Do you like Bad Finger? I don't don't remember Bad Finger. I mean, I remember, but I can't remember what their jam is. It's kind of yacht, Rocky. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You keep going off on side things. Dave. You Dude, keep going off on and so side things. So can tangents. I just play the song you want to hear? I asked you five minutes ago. All right, here we go. Tennis, let's make a mistake this evening. Tonight. Yeah.
smooth that's pool time yeah dude it's pool. it's pool time it's around the pool i love all of the different parts and how they all weave together <laughs> if the you big, if you big were, finish at the end if you were like a record rep would that be your say, thing you'd say in the meeting like this is the new tennis album has been delivered and you're like i like all the parts and how they're weaved together uh is that what you would say it's a sonic tapestry that's uncompromising. No, it's good, though. I really uh, I dig the sound of this record. It's very kind of... Um, it's not quite sleazy, you know what I mean? But it's a little skanky. There's a little carpet on the walls. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. There's some carpet. 
You're my dog? Yeah. That's why no one messes with me. Because you, you have a big old guard dog? I have hounds. Like, you can't... Like, I'm that house, like, on the hill. Like, mm -hmm. you don't get too close, because the hounds will attack. Do you know what I test drove today? What? A little yellow MG Midget. You're going to get a little toy car? That was my car in high school. I know it was. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same color, everything. Same year, everything. It's not a little so, toy car. It's a sports sedan. Right, but it, but it, it's your... I mean, not sedan. Sports roadster. But it, it would be your, your weekend vehicle, right? Exactly. Like, t top down. You have to mm -hmm. do your head like this. I'm shaking my hair, you know. Right. You have to do that move. Like oversized glasses that you're not wearing, they're just pushing your hair back. So how how is this going to work out differently than the vet? Um, both you can die instantly, so that's good to know. Wreck in either car, you're losing the wreck, right? Right, but but what I'm saying is that the vet just took up space in your garage mm -hmm. and was an albatross around your neck for the 20 some years you owned it but this is the same size as the golf cart so they can just park next to each other yeah or i can just kind of tuck it in my pocket okay it's like the size of a hot wheels so who has a yellow mg in college station you're not gonna believe this the RV dealership that's across the highway from us, mm -hmm. somebody drove by it. The Woods, who we go to, who I go hang out with on Thursdays, mm -hmm. the dude was like, dude, your high school car is on the, the RV dealership has it out front. It's for sale. I went over there and it's the exact same car. It's insane. Like down to the interior, everything's exactly the same? It's exactly the same, except I didn't have the metal ashtray thing that's in the middle that they have. <laughs> And this is a hard top. You can take the hard top on and off. Never seen an MG Midget with a hard top. How many miles it got? Dave, it doesn't matter. The, th the thing could overlap a thousand times on the thing. It doesn't. It probably has 600,000 miles on it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and the you thing test drove will it? Break. Yeah, I drove it today. How was it? It was great. I got a wheelie. I was doing a wheelie up and down the feeder road. So, when are you going to make the call on this thing? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Should I cut all this out? Is this something no one cares about and I'm just talking to you about it? No, you can leave this in. Okay. People like to know the gay car that you used to drive. That's dumb. It's not. It's not. We've talked about this, that you would drive around town and people would think it was a car full of chicks. Yeah, and me. No, they thought you were one of the chicks. I know that. That I said and me. I know. That's what I meant, too. I wasn't disagreeing with the chick comment. I mean, I, I would totally break my neck if I was driving the other way and I saw you drive by in your little yellow MG. Yeah. Blonde dude and a lot of pom-poms. I would be like, oh, golly, she's hot. Yeah. It's so cool because the windshield's so little. 
that you just have three little windshield wipers that they're all about this big. They're all about six inches, and they just kind of go little like three of them. Yeah, you probably don't want to drive that thing in the rain. Oh no, there's water. We'll get all over the place. It just does. And you can also, if you open the door while you're driving, the highway is like right. You're sitting on the highway. And it can only go about 55 miles an hour. <laughs> it sounds very practical. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about practicality. So how long do you think, if you don't buy it, how long is it going to sit there at the RV dealer? Look, this is a certain type of car, like when I bought the orange Corvette, that only certain people buy things like this. Who's buying an orange Corvette that looks like a bass boat? Nobody. But I am. Like the dude knew it when I when I showed up. He was like, "You're going to buy the orange one. It's all over your face." Yellow MG Midget. Not too many people need this. Also, the guy selling it, he's selling it mainly because he can't fit into it. He's like six two, six maybe like six four even. Big old guy. And he's like, "I can't even get in the thing." And I'm like, "I know it's not made for you, Chief. <laughs> it's not your car." Yeah, I don't think I'll be taking joy rides in it either. No, 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 no. You will though. Really? Maybe I can uh, just like roller ski off the back of it. No, we're taking me and you are top down, taking that thing to the public pool this summer, with our Vans swimsuit, checkered shorts on, getting out of that thing with one of those hats with the flaps on the back. The painter's hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Like, I'll have the bicycle hat. Remember the, like, the Tour de France bicycle flip-up Uh-huh. Uh I'll have that one, and you'll have the painter's hat. Yeah, painter's hat with the flaps and the checkerboard pattern. Yeah. For sure. And you're going to be so skinny by then that we'll both just be going to the pool like those guys. Just right, super, yeah. Super tan, and we never just, open the doors. We just jump out the top. Yeah, and just abs for days. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. They're like, can you pay for this? And I'm like, well, let me get my credit card. It's stuck here in my second ab. All right, who's next? What are we doing? Who next? Okay, so now it's time for Toby's first jam. And I know you had it narrowed down to a couple things. So how are you going to even choose which one you want to play oh i know what i know what it is there's a clear winner yeah there is a clear winner because i went through a bunch of tunes the other night when i thought we were going to record and um boy this one stuck out i like the words it's quirky but i like it do you know who toledo is have we no. played toledo i feel like we've talked about this i don't think so or there was some band from toledo maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know Anyway, it's good. You're going to like it. Are they actually from Toledo? I have no idea. I didn't really look it up. And I don't care. But I think you're going to like it. And the words are good. Someone ran into someone's mom at a CVS. That's how the song starts off. Does that, does that draw your... Does that make you already curious about what's going to happen here? Yeah. I mean... 
where where could it even go from there? I don't know. It's a song called Oak Hill, and it's a band called Toledo. And they're from Brooklyn. Are they from Brooklyn? Of course yeah. they are. Okay, let's play the song, and then we'll discuss after when I know more about them. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Toledo, Oak Hill, on the podcast.
What do you think of that? Dude, that's hot. It's cool, right? It's like, at first you're like, wait, is this boring? And then after a second, you're like, no, it's good. Yeah. Um, I had to look it up. Okay, so what's going on? Because I kind of don't care to provide any information on them because they did the Spotify thing. That's two friends that like to push each other in a cart. And you're like, don't do that. <laughs> like, you don't have to give tons of information, but at least tell us, I don't know, when you put well, your first record out. I mean... One, one of the... Um... One of the articles that comes up is meet the Jewish BFFs behind indie dream pop band Toledo. <laughs> Does that mean what? I don't know. Why would anyone care about that? So they're a couple of Jewish kids from Brooklyn. Okay. Who cares about that? I know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what it a looks random like thing. I mean, are they young? They seem young. Yeah, it, it looks like maybe this is their their third record. It looks like Blonde Kid and his friend. That's what it looks like in the pictures. Skinny Blonde Kid and his buddy. Like yeah, let me, let me look at their gram. It's just two dudes, I think. Let's see their gram game. Yeah, it, they're, they're kind of like... They're kind of like you and me. Like, there's there's a skinny dude and a bigger dude. Mm -hmm. I like that he runs into the girl's mom at the CVS a block from her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they look like fun, chill dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm into, into it. it. Um, so what I was going to tell you is... Um, two things that came to mind as, as you were playing it. One, the... Uh, the Austin band Howdy that yeah, I played yeah, a while yeah, back. Yeah, I remember that. With the two V's instead of the W. Uh-huh. And then I think they were another Austin band that you played, Dress Warm. Yep. They they kind of had a similar vibe to those. Um, but more densely layered. I thought that, like you said, it starts out kind of boring and then it just keeps growing and growing. And mm-hmm. It was pretty huge at the end. And I the words was... make it That's Right when you think lyrics don't help, the lyrics kind of drew me in on that one. I was like, yeah. that's pretty clever. I kind of want to know what goes on from here on out. That kind of thing. I dig that, bruh. I dig it, bruh. Cool. I dig it. What do you want to okay. talk, you, you talk about Super Bell? Yeah, I've, we can touch on it. Um, I was there, by the way. I apologize for forgetting that you were there. That's and so you up. can you can help me remember. I was the one um, walking around with the giant belts that looked like I just won a huge. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you, you won remember your, that. You won your fantasy football league. I won all the it, fantasy football leagues, if you remember correctly. Yeah, in your it was your first first go round playing fantasy football, and you won. Well, in that league, it it was in our league. It was my hundredth go around, and I won again. If you want me to remind you of that. Well, that's not fantasy football. That's just pick them. Still won it. Yeah, I know. Is that is that, is that just like like you're just... No one wants to hear about that because they're so sick of it. 
Yeah, no one wants to see you win Anything. more things. No, I know. And Dale hates it the most, which I, that's the only reason why I want to win is because of Dale. Because I know he hates it so much. Yeah. And, well, and, and he got not edited, not it id mm-hmm. into being the commissioner. Yeah, he's the commissioner, so he has to deal with. I was yeah, going to say deal with giving me my award, but he didn't give me anything. Well, yeah. I mean, and, we, it's it's only for pride because when we used to try and do it for money, no one would pay. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. And y'all were, and then y'all would say things like, "We'll take you out for dinner," and y'all never took me anywhere. Poor you. Yeah, but mainly Doug can't win because Doug's, yeah, Doug's, that's the, Doug's the main, new. The main thing is just keeping Doug off the podium. Doug can't win. He's new. Yeah. So he has. He needs, he needs to pay to his dues for twelve more years. Yeah. <laughs> twelve more years. Well, I'll be like eighty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. So what do you? So this was a big one. This was a. Um, how many people were um, in the chili competition? How many? I think uh, we only had seven entries. I feel like it was more. Maybe it was nine. I want to say nine. I'm feeling nine. Uh, but. Neither myself nor Marissa made one. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't because your diet jam. Yeah, I mean, I just, I really wasn't. Not that there's a ton of carbs in chili, but you know, I I was selective on mm-hmm. how much I I ate that day. D- did you just do a little tiny taste, like a little tiny spoonful of each thing or something? Yeah, I did just enough to, to taste and vote. And then, mm-hmm. uh, of course, our buddy Craig won again. Nailed it. But did he win with Dale's recipe? Is that what he did? No. So that was the funny thing. And it was bizarre how different they turned out, but... Uh, the aforementioned Dale, who hates to see you win, mm-hmm. um, and also hates to see Craig win Chili Bell, mm-hmm. uh, because Dale has won Chili Bell in the past. He has. Um, but in recent years, he, he, I guess, he felt like he was bored of winning. Yeah, because so Craig was the one that convinced him to change it. He was like, you can't do the same recipe every year. You win every year. Yeah. So what did happen? So Dale took a couple years off from his championship recipe mm-hmm. and he tried to make one one year he tried to make it with brisket mm-hmm. and it was just uh, too much it just tasted like brisket and not chili it's too much um, I can't remember what he did last year but it just didn't work and so this year he decided to go back to his tried and true recipe mm-hmm. but then our friend Robin, she looked up his recipe because it's a you know it's one of those Terlingua right contest winning recipes yeah the Terlingua chili thing yeah I get it yeah and so she knew which one he always used so she looked it up and she made the exact same chili as Dale and she's an she, actual chef yeah she's a chef and she made two chilies she made one that was like a turkey chili and then one that was a uh, the exact same recipe as Dale. However, she did like chili ground, whereas Dale did like really finely ground. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting how it was the same recipe, but it looked and tasted 
entirely different. So it wasn't like it was a carbon copy. Right. Uh, but neither of them won that uh, our buddy Craig. So where did he get his recipe? What did he do? I don't know where Craig got his recipe, but he was the uh, landslide winner. See, I thought he was saying he got the the Terlingua recipe and went word for word. That's what he kept saying, I thought. I, I, I As I understood it, it was Robin. Okay. But may, maybe he did it as well. I don't know. I don't know. Either all way, I know, it was All fun. I know is that he won in a landslide uh, and Dale was very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and he should be. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I wish I knew where he got his recipe, though. I know. I'll have to ask him next time I see him. When but you do yours, where do you? Wh- what do you go to to get your recipe when you do it? Um, most often I've gone to Terlingua, but I always kind of freelance a little bit, and that's where I get in trouble. Do you feel like there's a thing um, you're never going to win in this competition with the beans thing because it's such a Texas deal? Oh, if you put beans in your chili? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you would ever win. You're never going to win with beans in your chili. No, never, ever. Yeah, because I really liked Robin's vegetarian one she used to do, but it was a lot of beans. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not putting protein in there, you got to put something in there. I get it. But yeah, if you're but if you want to win, you definitely can't be putting beans can't in put there. Beans and I wonder what the deal is with why is that such a Texas thing? I don't know. But I you know, it wasn't It's hot, it's brown, there's plenty of it. It wasn't uh it wasn't a magical chili bell for me, one, because I couldn't really partake and I didn't participate. And also, you know, this was year two that it, it's been rebranded as uh, mm-hmm. Manish Patel's second annual Memorial Chili Bowl and more Invitational Chili Cook-Off. Really comfy shirts. And, yeah, we did not do a, a new logo or a new shirt design or anything this year. Like I said, the, the, the new year is always uh, extremely hectic, and so... Mm-hmm. I just I felt like it snuck up on me. I felt it, like it, I didn't necessarily blow it out the way it deserved uh, to be blown out. I do like the chili cook-off to be almost before Christmas kind of thing. I like it yeah. when we used to do it that way. Well, and we were going to, but then no one could come, so then we just did pizza off. Yeah, I remember back in that. the fall. And it's easy. You can be like pizza off. No one has to be prepared. You just type in your phone and you're ready. Yeah, but next year we just need to plan ahead, and we'll we'll do chili bell and mm-hmm. in November or early December next year. We need to get sponsors, and you need to build like some bleachers in your backyard. And we need to have like either during chili cook-off or the pizza one that you're paraded through your backyard with the bleachers while everyone's kind of yelling at the pizza delivery people or whoever has the chili. Like, there needs to be more of a cheering section. There needs to be more of, like, a receiving line? Right, exactly. Okay. And also, we totally blew it on the wiffle ball tournament last year for 4th of July, and I blame you for that. Yeah, there's just way too many things that 
fall through the cracks when you leave me in charge. <laughs> All right, play a song. Yeah. Okay. So next one, it's uh, it's sticking with the sports-related uh, theme. No, the kind of um, the kind of yacht rock, uh, yeah. poolside vibes. Good. Good. I like it. Um. So the band that. Uh, I am choosing to play here is called U.S. Girls. Yes. Is it and is it supposed to be us girls or U.S. girls? No, it's U period U period S period girls. It's gross. I mean, you know. You know um, it's gross. It, it's it's punctuation, not menstruation. Oh yes. Yeah. So anyway. Brand new record just came out, so it's um, it's basically a solo project by a chick named Megan Remy, and so she's on 4AD. She's been on 4AD since mm-hmm. 2015. I know that is uh, gives her some credibility in your mind. I know, isn't it weird that if you're like, wouldn't you want to be like at a 4AD Christmas party? It's yeah, like, it's like you know everyone's cool. Like you can't be on 4AD unless you're super cool. Like you can't even be on the label unless you're really cool, right? Yeah, they don't even let you in the building. Yeah, and like, what's the building look like? I want to say it looks like a Hobbit hut, you know, in New Zealand. Even though it's probably in Seattle. Where's 4AD from? I want to say they're like from Washington or something. Uh, I thought they were English. Oh, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought they were Upper West Coast. That's funny. I have no idea. No. 4AD, they're in London. Oh, wow. Look at us. But, I mean, maybe it does look like a Hobbit hut. Oh, you know what? I think I was thinking Sub Pop. Yeah, you were. Is Sub Pop d- Northwest? Yeah, they're Seattle. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Same thing. Both Christmas parties, good. Yeah, the very different, but very good Christmas but, parties. But good ones. Everyone's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at um, her wiki, and it says that the, the name originated from a conversation she was having with a friend. Megan? Yes, that... Megan was having a conversation with a friend and she was talking about a European band that was coming to town, I guess, up in Oregon where she was going to school. See, I knew it. And she said, wait till they get a look at these U.S. girls. And so then that kind of became the name of her solo project. So she's been around since uh, 2008. Been around. she just put out her two, four, six, eighth uh, full-length record, and it's called "Bless This Mess." Eighth record. Yes. Is "Bless This Mess" another thing that's like you would put it on a pillow? Yeah, uh, it's like a cross-stitch pillow. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Aunt Margaret's house. She's so her house is always clean, but she thinks it's messy, and she's like, "Oh, look at my pillow. Bless this mess." It's it's quaint and quirky. Like it's ironic because her house is so clean. Right. Yeah. 
And so I believe, you know, there's not a whole lot of information um, on her wiki, but I think that she just had maybe her second kid um, because a lot of the new record is uh, about childbirth, childbirth and nursing and parenthood and stuff like that. No, it's not. Um, But this song is not. This song is called um, Only Daedalus. Is that say it right? something about the dad is leaving us, but she put it into one word? Dad left us? No, it's the uh, it's Icarus's father from the uh, yeah, Dave. I know. Greek, I Greek read mythology. I read books. Okay, well then, okay. I did. I sometimes when you play dumb, it's so convincing that I think you're really dumb. All right, let's backtrack. I did not know that. Okay. Um, but the reason that I'm playing this for you is because it totally sounds like it would fit right in on the Yacht Rock Sirius XM channel. Yeah. So, uh, however it's pronounced, only Daedalus by U.S. Girls on HTWOW.
How's it sit? <sighs> Makes you want to roller skate backwards. You know what I mean. <laughs> Turn on the disco ball and let that thing cook. Kick it up. How'd you like the keyboard sound at the end? Man, so that's all her? I believe so, yeah. Man, she's something else. I don't know. There's not a uh, so she's not a West wiki. Coast. She's Northwest. She, I mean, she goes to school in Oregon, but she might not necessarily. Yeah, well, I guess um, she was born in Chicago, then went to school out in Oregon, then moved back to Chicago, and then got married and moved to Toronto in 2010. Oh, so she all up in Canada? Yeah, she's a Canadian. Okay, well, sweet. I don't know if she's a citizen, but she's. Uh, resident of canada that makes sense she cold yeah so u.s girls bro mm-hmm. i like that i want to before we um play the depeche mode jam mm-hmm. and we can chat a little bit after about depeche mode and new order i want to hear about your mardi gras scene and how you ended up on the biggest float in the whole damn parade you know, a lot of people are confused about Mardi Gras, like what's going on, right? You know that they're, like, say, after Christmas, about mid-January, they start those parades up. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, this I... isn't something that Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. And a lot of people think that Mardi Gras is one day and it's a bunch of parades on the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. That is yeah, I guess I thought that. I, I guess I thought that the main Mardi Gras was like the that weekend before Fat Tuesday and Fat Tuesday, but I guess they do a ramp up for like a month. Well, you are right. The main ones, which will be like Saturday and Sunday, are like nine parade. You know, like it's all over the town. Also, all over Baton Rouge, all over La- Lafayette, like they're everywhere. All the parades are going. But New Orleans starts this stuff. The crew of whatever will start something in the middle of January, and there'll be three parades on the weekend, and it'll be mainly weekends, and then they start ramping it up where it's every day of the week up till... I mean, the place... You've been to New Orleans. Sure. It's not the cleanest place in the world already, but (laughs) during Mardi Gras, it's a wreck. It just looks like... There's just beads and bottles everywhere. Dude, and trash, and just it, it, and they clean it. They do as good as they can every night, but it is. I remember it when we were in Baton Rouge, even LSU, they treated Mardi Gras like spring break. They know none of the kids are going to class. Everyone is just a wreck. Like, everyone is drunk for a month and a half straight. And you just dress up in the craziest thing you can do and go out and there's a parade and people just throw you footballs and stuff. But what happened was, so let's get to how I got on the float. Uh, Calhoun, Tim Locke, him and his buddies in Fort Worth had something in with the Brennan guys. You know, Brennan restaurants, Mr. B's, Brennan's, all those places in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They were the one of the ones that used to run the Bacchus float at the Bacchus Parade. 
they don't do that anymore because they're too old and they so now it's passed down to just different generations half of that float now is fort worth dudes and one of the dudes like and i've been there with at dinners with them and all that had really no interest like didn't really care to be on the float whatever one of the people had left and they're always like hey when they leave it's like a country club thing to where like you like it's some country club like someone has to die before you get into the thing you know what i mean right yeah like you don't just pay to get in someone yeah, has to go it's closed door you need to there needs to be room someone has to roll first before you get your spot so someone rolled and they were like there you go you're in and i'm like oh crap and you were next on the list yeah and you pay for they call it paying your you pay dues to get it which isn't that expensive but then you pay for your beads and that's what they call it but you're mainly paying for your outfits you're paying for the float you're paying for the dinners you're paying for all the stuff and it's you know it's something I'm not too sure i'm gonna do it next year it's something <laughs> you might make room for somebody else Woo! it's a lot but um and so uh, so when you do it you're doing it that weekend before and on tuesday or did you just do tuesday no 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 we're the sunday night okay the monday night and the tuesday tuesday morning is the um zulu one is the is the big one and they all still paint blackface and do a thing <laughs> and it's all white and black people on all these floats and they all do it and i remember them having the discussion over the years of should we stop doing this and half the people in new orleans was like you're not stopping doing this this is our biggest tradition so they dude it's nerve-wracking so i a, that's uncomfortable i'm not going to the zulu parade it's nerve-wracking and i think it's something everyone's going to look back on a couple like let's not do this but uh the saturday and sunday night before fat tuesday are the big ones monday there's the whole thing tuesday and this is no joke at midnight mardi gras is over and bulldozers go down the street and there is no drinking in the streets because it's ash wednesday now and it's religious holiday mm -hmm. so it's shut so pretty much everyone parties saturday sunday monday and then they start lent on ash wednesday till easter and everyone gives up everything so you you know that's what mardi gras is you basically get it all out of your system so you give up stuff for lent you know this. You're a Catholic guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't participate anymore, but... Well, you gave up things you like so you can lose 75 pounds. Yeah, but that wasn't for Lent. That was just to not die. <laughs> anyway, so we had the best time. If anyone wants to go on my Instagram and look at the what it looks like when you turn up by Tipitina's right at the start of the parade and what it looks like that's what it yeah, looks like yeah your pov float. on the float that was that was pretty wild it's uh one of the wildest <laughs> things i'd ever uh yeah. done ever and walking around the next day in new orleans not getting ready for the i mean we had to be ready for this thing at like 9 a.m drinking started and we didn't even start with the float till seven so everyone is just 
you have to be a trooper. That's a long day. To do this. It was um, it was intense. And so that's why when I got back, I quit drinking for the full wink. And now I'm, now I'm drinking for the pod and I'll stop again. Right. Because yeah. I'm like, it was too much. Sometimes you need to shut the drinking down. Yeah. Got to dial it all the way back. <laughs> it's got to not even dial a little. It's got to go all the way. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, dude, I'm glad you got to do that. That looked kick-ass, and, uh, you know, maybe if you decide to stick it out next year, we can do uh, HTL. From New Orleans. Mardi from, Gras. Maybe yeah. let's do it from the little uh, carousel bar at the Monteleon. Like, we'll we'll do it while we're spinning around in the carousel. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? All right, so let's uh, get to the featured attraction. Let's play this new Depeche Mode jam. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people, if you're listening to this pod, you probably have already seen or heard this. Um, Do they have a video? It, yeah, there's a video, an Anton uh, Corbin video. Uh, it's, you know, Dave and Martin playing chess on a rooftop, and then they're hanging out in a cemetery, and Dave's crawling around on the ground. It's not a good video, but... Um, there is a video okay. and then they've also, uh, performed, um, they broadcast on the internet, some show they did in Germany, maybe mm-hmm. they also just, uh, appeared on, uh, Colbert. Um, so the song's been out there, but okay. if you haven't heard it, as we mentioned earlier, it's, uh, kind of a return to violator form. Mm-hmm. They went back to, uh, you know, kind of recreate sounds from that era. Um, and it's also their first recording without Andrew Fletcher, who was, you know, more of a um, sounding board than a sound creator. He was a um, guy in the room that made everything feel better, but the records were are not going to change. Yeah, of, I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't writing and performing stuff, but he would have opinions. Mm-hmm. And I read something the other day, just how, you know, making this record that Dave Gahan was saying that he and Martin had to learn how to talk to one another because mm-hmm. they always had uh, Andy as the go-between. He's Andy's the. Um... I always know this in any type of three-piece situation that even has nothing to do with a band, but someone's got to stir the drink. Right. And Fletcher's the, he stirs the drink. They're the two main parts. Without them, it does not taste good, but he, someone's got to stir the drink. Yeah. And so he was the guy. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, as you might imagine, when they go through such a, a, loss when your bandmate dies suddenly at a relatively young age he was 60 mm-hmm. um that uh that's gonna have a lasting effect and so the record is called uh memento mori which um, they named already he said that in the thing they already named that before any of that stuff went. but but it yeah it carries even more weight now mm-hmm. and uh, yeah there's a lot of themes of uh death and loss and um, relationships, but you know, it, but it is, uh, it is a, a significant one because he's not there and, uh, you know, they're doing a whole 
tour now without him so it, it's going to be a weird experience for them I'm sure but it does really sound like a return to form like you said I can't wait to hear the full thing but uh, the only song that is out so far is um, Ghosts Again mm-hmm. I also think that as far as touring or anything like that when you get to a certain age you don't need the buffer guy that's going to solve arguments and like have a David Gahan and Martin Gore, they're not going to argue about anything anymore. They don't they don't need him to be he's already done his job. Right. Like come on, what are they doing at this point? It's already done. So Yeah. I mean, I think he also was a kind of a quasi manager too that he would schedule a lot of their appearances and, you know, deal with a, a lot of people on the tour. Probably make sure and, they're both up. Yeah, you know. just kind of kind of stringing things together. So they probably had to. Even though he's the beer drinker. Yeah, like he was the one that would, they would always be like, "Well, Mark, you know, like Andy's the one at the pub talking to everyone and having fun." So, but yeah, they you know. they probably actually had to hire someone to do his job. Yeah. <laughs> like, can someone be friendly to everyone because we're awkward as hell? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's play it. It's actually, you know, when you. When someone says there's a new New Order song or a new Depeche Mode song or a new Cure song, you always brace yourself because you're like, eh. yeah, could you this know, be like, could this be the moment where they just totally lost it? There's been many times that it has not been great, but this one, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. good. I mean, you do you do not have to brace yourself for this one. It's it's poppy and good and not heavy and it's good. All right, Ghosts, again, Depeche Mode, on Dave's podcast.
just so good. It's just good. And it's, um, it's not, they didn't overcomplicate it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's just like, it's a good tune. And they didn't go over the top where like, add the kitchen sink at the end and do like, I mean, they could have gone through the whole thing, but it's just, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's tasteful, but there is enough going on and enough variety to keep you interested. It's a great song. I mean, man. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, when it first came out, I think it was, I think it was maybe when I was on my way to the Super Bowl and I'm, I swear I probably listened to it like 20 times in a row mm -hmm. on my headphones. It's good in the way of like when like when you think New Order's over and then they put out Crystal. Yeah. And you're like it was one of the best New Order songs they've ever did, you know, so it's this one's really good. It's better than the Spirit record stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, I mean it's better than anything probably since uh, I don't know, like Ultra. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what the record's going to be like. That's going to be cool. Here's another thing. Uh, when I'm going through stuff, did you hear the OMD song? Uh, oh, the new thing? Yeah, but you can tell, and this is what I was telling uh, Leanna about, when you, l when you listen to it, like, I can't play it on this because it's not what they want you to put. Like, it's their intro song that they're going to walk out to on their concerts. Like, that's what they released, was the okay. intro song. That's what it sounds like to me, is a super great walk-out tune. It's super weird, and they say, like, a couple of words, but they it doesn't really... It's not a song, but it's, like, ominous and cool. Did you hear it? Uh, it's called, like, NEU4DEMO-something. No, no, I haven't. I guess I maybe saw that they were coming out with something, but I haven't listened to it yet. All right, check it out. But you can tell they released this to just do a thing, but it's not like a single. They don't even <laughs> sing like a verse on it. It's just some, it's like the, oh, oh, you know, the Depeche, yeah. you know, it's drink Pimp. beer, <laughs> you know, that thing. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, but I was like, I'm not going to play that on the thing. It's not even a real song. It's like pump it up. So... The Depeche Mode tour, they announced the, the first North American leg, and the only Texas date was San Antonio on April 2nd. Mm -hmm. And then they just announced their European tour and then a second North American leg after that. And then they added Dallas, Austin, and Houston. Um, are you planning on making any of these shows? Well, the Dallas one, is that American Airlines? Yes. Okay. Okay, switch over back to your new new order thing. They're only playing the like the like what the new bomb factory is now, right? Yeah, the factory. Why mm -hmm. are they doing that? I don't know. Like, I don't... I mean, the last time they played in Dallas, though, they played Southside Ballroom, which is about the same size. Yeah, but they could play... What's the theater next to Kirtland's Hotel? The, the. Oh, the uh, Majestic. They could play the Majestic, or do you think they couldn't play American Airlines Center? Like New Order can't do that. I don't know if they would fit at the Majestic. 
That would be weird, I think. Well, when, when I saw them in New York, they were at Radio City. You know, like they're at a yeah. big theater. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see them at the factory. I think it's going to uh, be better than the Southside Ballroom. Oh, it's going to be amazing. But I, I'm just wondering, like I know Depeche Mode's bigger. Of course they are. But New Order can't play American Airlines Center? I kind of feel like they probably can. Yeah, I don't think they can. I think they... Like they need support from like Tame Impala to do something like that? Or... Yeah, they would need a double bill to do something bigger. If they were still touring with the Pet Shop Boys, then they maybe they would do like whatever Nokia is called now. The Grand Prairie one. Well, I New Order can do that on their own. Yeah. Don't you think they can do the little that that thing out there? The toy- Maybe. I don't know. I mean, what is that like six or seven thousand? I guess they could do that. But yeah, I don't like that venue though. I'd rather see them where the the bomb factory thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That venue out there is. Yeah. Know. No. Well, I'm very excited. I have. You're going to do a for- show. I have tickets for New Order. I also have tickets for Depeche Mode in Austin and in Dallas. Um, I might do the Austin one with you because I've seen them in Dallas so much. I might want to see them somewhere else. I've seen them in Houston a billion times. Seen them in Dallas. Might need another venue. Yeah, well, uh, in Austin they're playing the new Moody Center, the the, bas- the basketball arena, McConaughey's place. Yeah, the Mood. Um, <laughs> And then they're playing AAC in Dallas and Toyota Center in Houston. Um, that Houston one's going to be a freaking thing. But yeah, I have I have one or two tickets for Austin and three tickets for Dallas, and I think I, I I'm not going to make Marissa go to both. I think Craig and Dale are going to be my dates in yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I, I think your your Dallas tickets are claimed. You're, yeah, you got them. And then so Austin, I'm hoping to talk Marissa into a romantic Austin weekend wow. with a little Depeche Mode thrown in. Fancy. Um, but if she decides that she doesn't want to go, then I'll have a romantic weekend with you, I guess. Yeah, pants off. Yeah. But um, I'm wearing I, full leather if we go. I'm all leather. You know, like the straps. Like I'm, go- I'm going full Martin Gore Black Celebration look with the little hat. Yeah, you gotta with have the, the little with the studs on it. Little uh, Nazi hat, <laughs> whatever they had. You know his hat. Yeah, yeah. You know what them dudes do? They always have yeah. that hat, the little modern English hat. So yeah, I'm very excited about those shows and you know I, I think the last time Depeche Mode came through I did a, a ticket preview show mm-hmm. I want to I say I did so I don't know that I'll do that again for Depeche Mode but I am doing it for New Order so uh, the New Order show is on the 9th of March and so I'm doing a preview show on the 8th of March are you going to get Bernard to come up for a little interview no no, I did have um, uh, interactions on Twitter with uh, both the new guys, um, Phil Cunningham and uh, who's the other dude? 
Steve. Uh, Just Tom, ki- Tom yeah. Chapman. Dude, get them in there. They'll come up there. Well, I, you know, I, I was trying to uh, tell them where they needed to go eat uh, before the show. Uh, I was telling them to go that they needed to go to Terry Black's for some uh, some cue while they're in town. No, not for the show. Don't. Nuh-uh. Well, yeah, maybe not before the show. Maybe maybe get some and then have it on yeah, the bus after have it the on show. On the bus after. No one eats before the show. You don't. Eat yeah. The no, show. no, no. Yeah, you don't eat a bunch of brisket before you rock. But yeah, especially English dudes. You don't eat brisket. Yeah. And yeah, their crones will the, kick in. Yeah, they will all pass out. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that show because of the venue and because uh, so many people I know that are going. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully you can make it. Um, hopefully you hear this before that show and this makes sense. Otherwise, no, I'm turning you know, this around tomorrow, Dave. We got to catch up. Yeah, we got to get caught up. And we are going to try to schedule a uh, live recording. You know, we've only done that the one time, the uh, fifth anniversary show mm-hmm. at uh, Good Friend. Um, so we got a couple places open. There's the one in Carrollton, there's Deep Elm Brewery. What's the one in Carrollton? Oh, um, what's that brewery? Three Nations. Man, that thing is packed. They're pumped all the time. But the one by the silos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely packed all the time. Yeah, uh, so Deep Ellen so, Brewery is a get down. Uh, what what was the one that you wanted to do? Uh, was it Deep Ellen Brewery? Deep Ellen Brewery is the one that I have actually spoken to somebody about doing it, and they were at least going to allow it to happen. <laughs> but you know, last time we t- we did the uh, silent disco thing. And so, so I don't, good. yeah, it was good, but it's not cheap. So I don't know, you know, if, if they, if wherever we would do it, if they had a PA and they wouldn't mind us like annoying people for a while, maybe we could do that. But I don't know. Anyway, the point is, is that we're going to get caught up and we're going to make plans and we're going to do cool stuff. I like plans. Cause uh, you know, now we don't have the excuse of, well, it's the shortest month. Uh, it's you know, it's it's winter, and I don't want to do anything. Oh, it's Christmas. Everything's about to be lit. It's COVID. Yeah. Even though people still get COVID. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. We move on. We move on. All right, I'm about to uh, play a de- another Depeche Mode song that we played at the beginning of the show. Yeah, if, if let's you would like to it. hear it. I would love it. God, it's so good. I mean, when you hear the tune, isn't it just like... The the Cure, New Order, and Depeche Mode, one after the other, just put out record after record of great stuff. I I don't know what happened. We were very lucky to grow up during that time. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I mean, to me, arguably the Smiths are my favorite band. But that trifecta of new order depeche mode and the cure i would say outside of the smiths are the soundtrack of my life yeah those three four records they all put out during that time that they just kept pumping out yeah from like 83 to 89 oh i'm even thinking uh 87 to like 93 like they just killed it 
Mm -hmm. Like Disintegration and Wish and Violator and Music for the Masses and New Orders. Just, um, I mean, it's one after the other. Just uh, whatever. Anyway, we're kind of fangirling. Here we go. This is like uh, a perfect song. It's unbelievable. And he's got his little guitar. Look at him playing guitar. So cute. Words like violence break the silence. Come crashing in into my little world. Painful to Whoa. me. It's right through me. Oh, Dave. You understand. Oh, my little girl. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed is drum machines. So good. Words are very unnecessary. They can only do harm. Hey! I never really noticed that whatever that bongo or percussion break that I mean it's it's back there the whole time I've never really noticed it yeah. Hey, thanks everybody. We appreciate you tuning in once again to High Tea with Old Waver, episode 67, the February 2023 episode, but that doesn't matter because it lives on forever. It's whenever you're listening to it, that's when it is. <laughs> Even in space. Don't forget to uh, check out PositiveSpin.com, Positive Spin Records, for your chance to win a copy of this album, Violator, brand new sealed vinyl. I don't know if it's going to be a fancy color or just black, but it's going to be free to you if you win it. So thank you, Positive Spin. Thank you to Toby. But especially thank you for listening. And um, spread the word about HTWOW. If you felt like this episode was at least worth the time you spent listening to it, then tell your other music-minded idiot friends. Did I ever make you listen to the uh, 
failure cover of Enjoy the Silence. Dude, it's good. You need to check it out. Can't wait to see them, oh my god. I mean, Dave has definitely slowed down, but it's still it's gonna be good. They're the best performers on the planet. So good. They just are. Enjoy the silence. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>